morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of Your Heroes of Noise. My name is Steve. And my name is Dan. Welcome to a special one. We've been talking about this for the last few weeks. We have talked about this all year, actually. We were actually very excited to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are about to hear is our second annual Noisy Awards. Yes, it's that time again, and we're very happy. It is time. But before we get into it, we wanted to record a quick little intro because we want to let you know that we are actually breaking this up into two different parts. You're getting part one this week. Part two is going to be next week. We didn't want to rush things. We wanted to make sure and give you guys a great show. So instead of giving it to you all at once, we have part one and two. Steve, I think this is a good idea on our part. Yeah, dude, We I think that we had a lot of fun during this episode. Uh, we do not want to cut everything anything out because we have a lot. When we looked at the list, even our honorable mentions, we have a ton. And we do not want to sit there and be like, we got to rush, we got to rush, we got to rush. We want to, be, we want to be able to actually sit down, talk through our, our honorable mentions, and also do the amazing. And we also have guests. Do you want us to kick Adam Sandler off the stage? No. Why would you do that? Christopher Walken? No. Why would you do that? You don't want to kick any of them off of the stage, so we got to give them time to talk. Lupita Nyong'o? Yes! Keanu Reeves? It's a star-studded show. Studded with stars. Studded with All them. over the place. And so we don't want to kick them off, so we really have to take our time. So, yes, the two-part is going to be, I mean, worth it more than you can imagine. You cannot wait for Dan's Amazing Joke. So, yes, we're going to be giving you the next part next week. We just didn't want you to be in the lurch. We we were just going to stop the episode and people would be like, wait, did my my uh, iPhone break? We'd be like, but oh, no. must have been a corrupt file. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. We don't have it anymore. Sorry. Like, Nominees for the best. People were like, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, we're going to do a two-parter. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Yeah, that's it. So we're going to get into this right away. Just know that we put a lot of work into this one, as we do. There's a lot that goes into it. We'll talk about it when you hear us, you know, recording in front of all this wonderful audience that we have. But there's a lot that goes into this. You know, we have to get our, our auditorium. We have to hire the band. We got to get all these wonderful actors. We got to feed you folks. There's a lot going into it. We wanted to take our time. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for us. And now our feature presentation. gentlemen, citizens of the podcast community, welcome to the second annual Noisy Awards, coming to you from an undisclosed and quite possibly illegal location somewhere in Fresno, California. Tonight, we recap the very best and worst that 2019 had to offer in film, television, and music. And as always, expect some surprises along the way. And now, please welcome your hosts, the heroes of noise, Steve Hudson and Dan Ramirez. Um, that's what she said, and yes. Totally talking about my penis, man. <laughs> I, and I, knew, I just saying, you, you're looking out that way, so you thought I was talking about the crowd. The crowd's not the same. Same place, yes. actually. Is it? We got a discount this time, though. We got a discount. I actually had saved up my cans, and uh, I did not spend my weed money this year, so I've just been saving cans, because you got to look ahead. You know? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a seat, you're very special, because we drop these tickets off at any 7-Eleven. You know what I'm saying? This one. is true. We went to one where we knew that the majority are going to be. So thank you so much for showing up. They got their free Slurpee, Steve. Job well done. Come on. We worked on that. Ladies and gentlemen, was this a great year in film? 
music, so on and so forth, people. I agree. I agree. Wasn't as great as last year, though. Can we admit that to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, I don't know, Dan. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. I think, we'll see. As you can hear, there was a bit of a mixed reaction there. So I think that we're going to get to the bottom of that this evening. Just like we did last year, ladies and gentlemen, we have all kinds of categories that we're going to be giving you. Anything from the best kill to the best director. The coldest quote, Steve. That's one. That's going to be my favorite. Is it really? I think so. Spoilers. Not going to say what it is, guys, but, oh, it's a monster of a quote. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, what else we got on here? Best Netflix original, best podcast, best comic book movie. We're all over the place, guys. What do you think? It's going to be fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing we didn't do, you know what we didn't do, Dan? You know what we didn't do? I didn't even think about it. I have a feeling, Steve, but go ahead and enlighten me. We didn't do best theme song. Oh, I was nowhere close. Nowhere close. Because I was just like, oh, but you know what? Let me tell you something. The theme song for me that, that rattles through my brain is the happy applause from our wonderful listeners. Thank you very much. That's my theme song. That's really all we need. You know who's starring in this show. We don't need any kind of credits. We just need the applause. Ladies and gentlemen, so go ahead. Thank you very much. Isn't Dan handsome today, ladies and gentlemen? Yet another applause line. Thank you. Look at this guy. Y'all are going to have to pardon the boot I'm wearing, but at least I iced it. You know what I mean? We got, it's, it's just diamond studded, but what happened? Ladies and gentlemen, I was walking around last night trying on my new tuxedo. Now look at this tuxedo, Steve. I went with a baby blue this year. It's beautiful. The ruffles match the carnation. Do you see this, sir? I love this. Go ahead, man. Smell this carnation. It smells good. It smells good. Oh, hey! Ah, you got water in your face, Steve. <laughs> Come on now, ladies and gentlemen. Who wears this without having a water-squirting carnation? But anyway, I digress. So I'm walking around last night trying on my shit. I'm looking real good, as you can see, right? Would you not agree? <laughs> you are too kind. You're too kind, man. Anyway, I walk into foot of my bed. Break two toes, Steve. I break two toes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I've got this boot on today. I know. But it looks good. How did you, now how did you get a baby blue boot? I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I make millions of dollars a year, so it's really not that big. Uh, everyone knows this. So some of you might be asking, why are we in this small, not so legit, possibly illegal venue? That's how you keep your money, ladies and gentlemen. You get discounts, you get perks. You have to network a little bit. Thank you very much again, 7-Eleven. We appreciate you. For sure. And also, 7-Eleven told us that there weren't going to be a fight club in this place today. And so we're like, well, we might as well just do our noises here. That's true. But don't worry, folks, because we've got one in the bag. So if y'all just are not oh, happy. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. If you're not happy with what we're saying, you need to take out your aggression. Just head out to the back. Don't worry. We'll stamp your hand. Maybe some of you smoke. You can go out there. We don't give a shit. This is the no. Noises, ladies and gentlemen. The second annual Noises. By the way, I don't even know if we welcome you. Thank you very much for, and for being independent. I think the next one is incredible. We have a star-studded cast here. Look at all these people. Look who's here. Hey, Jason Momoa again. Well, I don't know why. After last year? <laughs> he lives next to the 7-Eleven. I forgot. Oh, my goodness. You know what? That's the reason he can get away with getting Lisa Bonet living next to a 7-Eleven, look at the guy. Just look at the guy. What are you going to do? I had no shot. Well, welcome, Jason. Free to have yet mm. another free seat and uh, free drinks and such. That's why we want you. Round of applause. Since he was brought to our attention, let's give it up for... Oh. What's going on? Call him ma'ams. Let's go ahead and stop that now. Jason, just have... Just, I don't know. You look small. I know you're a big guy, but you look small from where I am still because you're far away. Sit the 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make a point. Kind of harsh, a little bit. It is a, a little, little bit. bit. It's a little bit. Yeah. Who else is in the audience tonight? We've got Adam Sandler here. Give it up for him. Some of you may have seen Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. That's a new A24 movie that came out. Adam, what a fantastic job this guy's doing because he's not just doing Billy Madison anymore, ladies and gentlemen. He's actually acting. <laughs> no offense. Adam, I'm sorry. I guess it's my phrasing that probably made you think of that finger. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's a, yeah, no problem. No problem a at all. backhanded compliment. I meant well. I meant well. So thank you very much for Adam being here. Willem Dafoe's in the audience tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Holy Hark! Hark! <laughs> Game smiling, Steve. <laughs> Mr. Dafoe, if I could just address you just for a moment here. I won't, yeah. don't, shine the, don't put the camera on him. I know that we don't ever release the video of these things, but we have these for our personal archives. Please don't make them uncomfortable. Mr. Dafoe. For years and years and years, you have scared the hell out of me, sir. Back to the a Charmin commercial, for that matter. And it's just that that face of yours. I don't I don't mean anything by it, sir, but that face of yours scares the hell out of me. You have put it to use, Mr. Sir, like I've never ever experienced before. We'll we'll get to that a little bit later. No spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, let's welcome Willem Dafoe. Willem, why didn't your parents just call you William? But anyway, you ever read the article that his parents have? Oh, shoot. Oh, just like the Kirsty's parents. That's real. Okay. Kirsty, Willem, you're right. We here at Heroes of Noise, ladies and gentlemen, we do not condone making fun of people with speech impediments. I'm we just sorry. do it sometimes on accident. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just like Rafe. Rafe Fines. Isn't it just Ralph Fines, if I'm not mistaken? It is Rafe Fines. Yeah, but I'm saying it's spelled Ralph, correct? Is it spelled Ralph? I believe so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? Yeah, it's Ralph Fiennes. You know his ass came to Hollywood. And he was like, oh, dude, no question. They're like, listen, baby, you have the look, you got the chops, but we mm -hmm. don't have the name. You say Ralph, I think of Ralph Mouth. Let's call you Rafe. Or here's an idea. Mom goes into labor, dad has to work, and the dad is like, babe, Please don't give him a boring name. And the mom's like, I promise I won't give him a boring name. Goes to the hospital, like, we'll name him Ralph. Comes home. He's like, hey, what did you name him? Rafe? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we named him Rafe. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I thought it was Ralph. Well, at least he still got his original name of Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> We're just playing around, Ray, wherever you are. Is it Ray or We Ray? love you. It's, it's, it's Rafe. Are you sure it's not Ray Fines? Oh, it could be Rafe Fines, you think, huh? you think it's Rafe Fines? It could be Ray Fines. Pretty sure it's just Ray Fines, Steve. I think it's Rafe Fines. Okay, I like that better, actually. Let's, okay. let's, let's go with that instead. Sorry, though. Rafe. That's a fucked up name, and I'm sorry it's about that. It's kind of backed up. It's a little hey. bit messed up, but you know what? You know what because he's not here anyway, Steve. Let's carry on. Ladies and gentlemen, we have dinner, uh, uh, Christopher Walken here. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> come on. I'm teeing it up for you, G. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, come on. Yes, yes, he is here. He is here. He is here. Mr. Walken, I don't know if we have anything for you this evening. I know we called you here just in case. I do not know if that's the case. That would be 100% my bad. But, yes. 
Christopher Walken is in the audience tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and give him a round of applause. The ladies and gentlemen. From this way, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt that applause. You, of all people, deserve You know, now there's a movie scene. Yeah. How about if we get Willem Dafoe and this guy together? Oh, Walken come on. and Dafoe? Walken Dafoe? Walken Dafoe. And Willem <laughs> plays a dog. Come on! <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, that's okay. Bring in a minute. It's Hollywood. We'll get... We'll get We'll have a new idea okay. And you know what? The funny thing is, if we have enough time, Christopher Walken did say he wanted to say something tonight. If we have enough time. Maybe. If we don't we know if he's going to take the mic today. Oh, no. Where are you going, Christopher? Oh, he's probably just going <laughs> to get popcorn. He'll be back. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. We've got some fantastic popcorn donated by the Orville Redenbacher Foundation. Thank you very much for that. Oh, the foundation. Do they do, they do some sort of uh, humanitarian effort? Or or do they just donate to fight clubs that host noises? They actually just donate to parents with speech impediments. That oh, rape, thirsty. Yeah. Sorry to right. bring it back around, Mr. Fine. Wherever nope, you are. You're totally right. Who else? Let's see. Oh, my goodness. I, for, I completely forgot. And what a year this man has had. You know him as John Wick. You know him as a lot of people. You know him as Neo. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he's just who he is. Give it up for the one, the only Keanu Reeves. Go ahead and stand up. Oh, yes. He's a tall drink of water. Did not know yeah. that. Is he really? He is. He's pretty yeah. tall. You look tall. I guess we'll see. Maybe you'll come up here tonight. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, Steve, we've got a big show. Is there anything I'm else? really wondering if perhaps it might happen. Would Momoa and Keanu have a conversation on stage? <laughs> It would be interesting, just a lot of woes and yes. A lot of woes and my mans, I think, is really what's going to happen if we do that. I think that's literally what's going to happen if we do that, Steve. I think that'll be, but I, I don't think that's going to be a problem, though, no? Whoa. I'm in. Whoa. I'm in. There, I have it in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Um, I have another person whose parents might, we kind of have to drop them in that over Redenbacher Foundation. Who would this be? Anthony Hardaway. Not Anthony. Anthony. Where do you think that one comes from? That is the furthest, well, no, Rafe still wins. <laughs> Where do you get the first, the am, <laughs> because the spelling I'm getting is A-M-F-E-R-N-E-Y, Anthony? I think it's A-N-F-E-R-N-E-E. -E. <laughs> and E. Gotcha. <laughs> F E R K N E E. Anthony. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. fair enough. Let's go ahead and sign them up for that, Steve. Hey, Steve, really quickly, I, I have to apologize really quickly because I have not even. Like last year you came, you had the full on purple suit. Mm -hmm. You were ready. You were very prince oriented that night. Let, can you just please? Now, I understand that everyone can see what you're wearing, but can you please, just from head to toe, explain your ensemble to people? Wow. Okay. Wow. I have a purple Kango, which you guys can see, totally dope. I have a red Adidas jumpsuit and some white K-Swiss. This ain't the fucking Grammy, Steve. This is the noisy and you're the host. Listen, I was passing a Russian dude that was fighting and I thought, wow, I want what he's wearing. Hey, buddy. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice tuxedo, but wouldn't you rather look like me? I would. And, <laughs> Okay, three packs of cigarettes and small child. And that's what I did. So I, don't I look cool? Black Russian? Black Russian. 
That has to be a drink. If it's not, we're making one tonight. A blushing. A blushing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's better. That's better. <laughs> but that's what I'm wearing today. And I have my, um, I have a white gold chain, or uh, um, a nice rope gold chain. So I could either be a Russian hitman or I could uh, put down some cardboard and breakdance for you. Why not do both, Steve? Aim high. Come on. Come on. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a round of applause. Look at him. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like he's going to try and collect on a loan. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo I loved you an uncut gem, sir. <laughs> oh, we kid. I fucking with the can't take a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Come right, on. Steve. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Do we want to go ahead and get into our first? Oh, one more thing. I hired these guys. I completely forgot. We have one more thing to do. Maestro, if you please. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Dan Ramirez, but you probably knew that. At least the people in the front did. All the people that know, they want us to, they want interactions. They want us to see that they get our jokes. And people in the back, I'm not sure. I think we're stragglers. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That's right, it's heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. You can reach me, Dan, at DanQPublic. That's on Twitter. Reach the show at Heroes of Noise. And my man Steve over here. Look at him. Oh, look at who's dancing this year. Down, Steve. Go, Steve. Go, Steve. Yeah. Look at all the white people impressed with you right now, Steve. <laughs> Don't laugh. You're going to break your rhythm. Come on. Sorry. This is what. All right. Enough of that. You can keep watching. Oh. I'm going to keep on talking. <laughs> Go to heroesofnoise.com. Leave us voicemail. Subscribe to our shows. Remember, there's an old show back in the day. It's an ancient show now. They have it. It's in archive. It's called The Word, the Unofficial Preacher Podcast. Check that out. See where it all began. And, of course, go down to the very bottom there and look at the pods of justice. All of our friends have got these wonderful shows week after week. They're all there for you. And, yes, one last thing. Join us over at the Heroes of Noise podcast community, would you? And I'm going to say one last thing, but really I'm just going to put a slash in so I can say that. And also, check us out on Patreon. You want more of this? Get more of this. Check it out. Patreon. Maestro, you're doing a fantastic job over there. Round of applause for him. Look at him. Making his ass and everything. Right. Got it. Hey, they did it right this year. It was fan I saw that. They didn't really want to, uh, you know, last year they were not trying to hear you. They really wanted a maestro. But now they look at you with that wonderful suit you got on and the boot. Tell them. I think it's the boot. It's the clunk slide thing I'm doing. And plus, Steve, you say, it, yes. say we've come a long way in the last year. We've come a massive way. I love the fact of how, I mean, I, look at us. We're in a freaking underground fight club doing the noises. Yeah, well, the fight club's out back now. But yes, that's right. I'm just so happy you're here, ladies and gentlemen. We have a show for you tonight. We're going to go ahead and get started right now with our first award. Steve, let's do it. People, we've watched a lot of movies this year. We've watched some good ones. We've watched some bad ones. But in most of them, someone died. But in a few of them, someone died awesomely. <laughs> and what's our first award? Well, Steve, I'm glad you asked, being that there's all these people here. And we're going to go ahead and give the first award away right now. The first noisy of the night, ladies and gentlemen. The award for best kill goes to John Wick in John Wick Parabellum for the library kill. Give it up. Oh, Keanu's coming up to say something. Nice. Come on, brother. Here. You are a big fella. I just want to say, 
that it means a lot to me that I'm still something special to you guys. I recently dipped my toes in the water of comedy and I really think that I nailed it in Always Be My Maybe. I want to thank the heroes of noise for making it possible for me to stand on this stage and let you soak in my energy. Unfortunately, they could only afford approximately 20 seconds of an acceptance speech, so it's time for me to make a way. But thank you, thank you, and thank you again. The most I heard this brother talk before. I didn't even know he had a voice. <laughs> oh, wow, look at this. Keanu, thank you very much. Watch your Oh, Jesus. Well, we just saw Neo trip. You okay, John? Oh, John, his name's not John. I just get what? messed up. Keanu, I see that. It has rolled. I'm sorry, I know it's Keanu, but John rolls off the tongue. You okay? Okay. Only his ego is bruised, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give it up for him one more time. I cannot believe John Wick just fell off our stage, Steve. Wow. Woo. It's always something awkward at these things. Hey, before we move along, though, we do have a few honorable mentions. At least I'd like to make, if that's okay. For sure. I'd like to give it up to Cliff Booth. That's Brad Pitt. At the very end of Once Upon a Time in America, massive performance there. For me, it was too little too late as far as getting the best kill award. But damn it if it wasn't good. Secondly, I don't really want to say how this one goes down. But there is a kill, for sure. A couple of them, actually. And I'm going to have to say that an honorable mention will definitely have to go to Midsummer. Quite honestly, John Wick won because of the style that was involved with this. I've never seen somebody get killed by a book before. I don't think you'll agree, Steve, unless you are in some weird website where you see this happen all the time. I've never seen someone get killed by a book before. Have not. But the way that it goes down in Midsummer, ladies and gentlemen, it's the only time this year where I went, oh, and said it out loud like that. So honorable mention goes to them. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Steve, do you have any honorable mentions? Nope, I don't have any honorable mentions. I think that John Wick won by leaps and bounds, sir. All right, fair enough. He does his leaps and his bounds. He's still walking. I think he rolled his ankle, bro. <laughs> you guys are like brothers. You're ankle brothers. Oh, and it's his right when I broke my left. So we're okay. We can just buddy up arm in arm. We're going to be good, John. I know it's Keanu, but I like calling you John. Like I said, Come on. Sit down, friend. Walk it off if you need to, but then sit down. All right, let's move along, Steve. we got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next award that we'd like to give out, there have been lots of great movies that came out this year, and you can't have a movie without a director. I mean, that just goes without saying, this is the award that we're given now because some of them just did better than a lot of them did. And I mean a lot of them, actually. So we have a few picks ourselves, but uh, this one's going to be for Best Director. Was this a difficult... One for you, or did you pretty much like, from jump, I knew exactly who I was going to pick. Actually, no. To be honest with you, I was pretty much working on these last night because there's, there were some good ones. When they were good, they were so good. This is something that I really have had a lot of trouble with throughout the year. And, but I think I've got it down. I think I've got it unlocked now. I'm pretty confident that what I'm about to say, when we get there, of course, is going to be, at least for me, the right answer. Now, I have honorable mentions, Steve. Do you have honorable mentions? All right, my honorable mention is going to go to Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. I loved Parasite. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, my other honorable mention is QTZ, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was a fantastic movie to watch and not really think about. 
It was just fun to watch. He, he knows how to direct a great movie. And then the last one is Joel Talbot for uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. <laughs> Fantastic movie, love that too. Uh, and that was my honorable mentions. Who are your honorable mentions, brother? We're very close, actually. Honorable mentions for me are Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. This is a movie that you and I saw together. Yeah. And we kept turning to each other with jaws dropped at what we were yeah. watching. He has a way of making this movie come to life and, and us seeing it as an audience from a perspective. Honestly, I mean, you know, we, we see it from the outside all the time. But there was some way that it was like it was, we were still on the outside, yet we were completely immersed in this. I'm sorry, Bong. But you were actually up there, and I had, I had to slight you out for, for some reasons that I'll get to in just a second. But yeah, that was really one of my top picks. Also, Mr. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like you said, Steve, this one is something that you can just put on and watch. It's almost like you almost don't need the script for this one. It's so pretty. You know what I mean? You could just turn oh, it down and just watch this movie, and it's a, uh, you know, a cinematography masterpiece, really. And I think that he did a fantastic job with, with all the actors. Even the little girl was fantastic in this one. So... Quentin Tarantino really never goes wrong, depending on your opinion, of course. Uh, I think that he, he just always has something to offer with the movie world. So Quentin Tarantino is an honorable mention. And then this is where it started to get tough, too. Actually, I'm going to have to go ahead and include these three, Bong Joon-ho, and then who I'm about to say, and then, of course, my winner. Uh, this is where I really struggled the most. I decided to give my last honorable mention to Jordan Peele for us. I got to tell you that even though he's not my pick, I do feel that in the real world of things, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast, we all know that, but in the real world, I do feel that this man has been slighted. He put out a movie that had everybody thinking. And, you know, even me, like, it was something that stuck with me for a really long time, and then it just, you know, other, other movies take over. Of course. Uh, the one I'm about to say, of course, really took over, but for the longest time, Us was the movie that had my mind boggled. And I've watched it many, many times trying to figure out the end of it. His work with the cast was amazing, particularly Lupita Nyong'o, who is here tonight, by the way, Steve. We'll have to get her up here for, at some point. I think that's sure. really what we're going to have to do. Now, I will say, if we'll just all, I don't, Lupita, I don't mean to put the uh, attention on you, but if everyone will just turn to their left, unless you're on the right, of course, and just look back there and, <gasps> yes, that's right. We all gasp at the same time. She is wearing the red jumpsuit, Steve. So I don't really know what's going to happen tonight. Wow, where did she, how did she get scissors? In? Oh, never mind, Fight Club. Go on. I don't know. Really, we gotta. We have to work on our security for next year. But uh, we'll come back to that. But yes, Jordan Peele was my last honorable mention. Steve, why don't you go ahead and give your winner? The winner for this year's Director of the Year from my side is... <laughs> you have the weirdest envelopes. Jor <laughs> Jordan Peele for us. I mean, I remember we did a whole different podcast for the ideas that we had about the ending. Yeah, and I still am confused by that. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I mean, I just watched this movie again probably about a month ago, and I'm like, yep, yeah. I still can't make sense of it, and I'm really trying. No, it's... With everything that I know, you know, I'm sorry, Steve, this is your uh, time to give Oh, me no, it's about. just, um, oh, okay, all right. He just walked up here, got it, and walked. Some people don't give acceptance speeches. That's okay. Some people just, that's all right. Go back to the wife. I get it. And you're leaving. Okay. Well, he came here for you're one a reason. G, Jordan Peele. All right, man. Thanks for oh, coming, okay. man. All right. Um, He's out. So that's that was me. And so Jordan Peele for us. Holla at your boy. Who did you pick, Dan? 
I really had to think about this, man, because like I said, there's just been such great movies, but we're talking about from the beginning of the year, from Endgame, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the way up until, I mean, take your pick. Let's, let's go Little Women just for the hell of it, just, just to kind of give us a time frame of the movies, you know, from January to December. And there's one constant that has been with me since I saw this movie, and it's the fact that I cannot go, literally go a day without thinking about this movie. Some, something, uh, be it you know, a quick little flash of a scene, uh, maybe a quote, something like that. Uh, the phenomenal acting that was done in this movie, you have two actors that are, they're tops, man. Like, I, I really can't put enough emphasis on the acting that these two did in this movie. And I know this isn't about the acting, but when you put it all together, this movie was made with a four by three aspect ratio. It's in black and white. It creates such anxiety and, you know, it, it gives you that feeling of like claustrophobia and frustration and, and all of that. And I just can't stop giving enough praise to this movie. So I'm going to have to give some praise to the man that directed it. And my award for best director this year goes to Robert Eggers for The Lighthouse. Mr. Eggers could not be here. He's currently writing some weird shit that we won't understand for next year, but you want to give it up for him. One more time, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Eggers. Jordan Peele would have got one too, but he apparently is too cool to wait for it. So, like a G, he stormed out. And we're okay with that. We wish him well. Maybe he's going to work on the sequel to us. I don't know. We. We is in. We. The sequel to us would be we. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> Why didn't I get that? Jeez, man. Are you okay? Yeah, I mean... Not the greatest joke is all I'm saying, Steve. I feel you. Yeah. But you know who amazingly does have amazing jokes this year? Who's that? Romantic comedies. Oh, yes, they do. And that's why they're called comedies. That's right. I don't know. Maybe I say this every year, even though we've done this two years in a row, but we've talked a long time. Are they stepping up their game in the genre of romantic comedy this year? Because damn, we had some good ones. This year for romantic comedies for me wasn't exactly a wonderful knockout the park. I thought there were a few good ones. Some of them were just a little bit too right down the nose, right there, like, okay, I know where this is going, but there was a few that stood out, and so I'm glad that we had a chance to uh, shine a light on the people that deserve to have, you know, their, their names lifted a little bit. Sure. We have honorable mentions, of course, for these, Steve. Uh, shall we just go back and forth? Do you want me to do it this time? Do you want to do it how you want to do this, sir? We'll talk about this live in front of all these people, because that's how organized we are. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. I think that we should go ahead and do the honorable mention first, and then we're going to give who won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I'm with you. I, I, it's not what I said. I'm just saying, oh. do you want to go first, then I go first, then you go first? Oh, then? I thought you were just like, do you want to? Okay, quick, quick, quick. I'm there. Catch us on quick, ladies and gentlemen, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, kid. A kid All right. care. So my, my honorable mentions are going to be the following. Always be my baby. Dan remembers, I was not interested in really watching. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. It wasn't until you watched it and said how good it was. I had to push this one on you. That's right. You had to push it. And I watched it. I was like, oh, this is so good. It was fantastic. And then the next one is my second honorable mention is plus one. It barely lost to my actual winner. Barely, dude. I loved plus one. And it was not by the numbers. There, It was not in any way by the number. It was just neck and neck. I just happened to... Uh, like another one better. What about you? What are your honorable mentions, brother? My first honorable mention is one that you said as well, Steve. It's actually always been my maybe. Yeah, go ahead. You can clap for it again. That's fine. It's a wonderful movie. 
uh, I think they both do a great job in this. This is a Netflix original. Kind of took me by surprise. I, I was just expecting to sit down and watch a movie because I was bored, and I ended up really finding this movie to be charming. So, you know, kudos to all the cast and crew on that one. Uh, always be my maybe. If you guys haven't seen this yet, it is on Netflix, and I recommend you check it out. Lovely Ali Wong is fantastic in this. And then I went, uh, this, now this was tough. I've had some tough ones, man. I'm telling you, just like the last one, I, this is a tough decision for me. But I'm going to go ahead and go with my, my first honor, I guess my second honorable, you know, like second place. Let's just call it that. To Longshot. Man, what a great movie. Again, not really expecting this. And you, you kind of, in my opinion, I sort of felt like, you know what you get when it's a Seth Rogen movie. <clears throat> and quite honestly, I didn't think it was going to work out so well with the pairing of him and Charlize Theron. But be that as it may, here we are. This movie's fantastic. Uh, they, so much charm from both of them, such great acting. And again, if you have not seen this movie, I highly recommend you watch it. So now, the moment of truth, Steve. Yeah. I wish we would have agreed a little bit more, would have saved us an envelope, but that's okay. That's all right. So you heard Steve mention this one as his top honorable mention. And this is my pick, actually. It's gonna be plus one. This is a movie that, it's, it's an independent movie that I just, uh, you know, it, I think a lot of people can just simply pass this one by, like you would miss it. If you're just scrolling through, you know, Amazon Prime or wherever you might find this one, there's a really good chance that you could just possibly skip by it. But when you look into it and you see who's in this movie, you have the lovely Maya Erskine, and of course you've got Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid from The Boys, of course, and Maya Erskine, who I've fallen in love with this year because of Pen15. Oh, dude. I did. I, when you told me to watch that show, I really did enjoy that show. Yeah, man. So good. These two together are fantastic. It, there's some of the biggest belly laughs that I've had this year in this movie, particularly from a romantic comedy. I loved it. Uh, I cannot rec tell you what, I've got some bootleg copies in the back. So if you want to come see me after the show, neither one of them are here tonight. So I can actually sell those to you at a very discounted rate. That's how much I like this movie. Appreciate it. That's all right. Well, you're not getting one. You already got one for And he got one for free. <laughs> He's acting like he's innocent, but no, he, he was the first one to get this thing. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Deny everything. Steve, what is your win? <laughs> My number one pick for romantic comedy of the year. Drums, please. Um, it's going to go to Longshot. Oh my gosh, look at this. What? Ladies and gentlemen, Seth Rogen is here. Uh, while he's walking up, I'll just tell you that I love this movie because I did not think that there was any way you were going to convince me that Seth Rogen is going to get Charlize Theron and they're going to literally have to shoehorn some weird thing in. But no, it was amazing. It was good and I believed it. Seth, what do you have to say to the crowd? First off, let me say, I didn't really even expect to be here. I just heard there was some good weed in the audience. <laughs> no, uh, uh, thanks a lot. And if you haven't seen The Boys, that's the TV show you got to check out. It's The Boys. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Seth, but this is not, you're not plugging. You're just accepting the award. Oh. <laughs> All right, sorry, guys. Well, uh, I'm pretty high. Uh, thanks a lot, I guess. And, uh. 
look forward to the next thing I'm doing? I don't <laughs> I'm gonna go. You're not gonna You just walked off stage, Steve. I cannot believe that he actually came up in here. I really I didn't even know he was here. Thank you so much, Mr. Rogan. Thank you so very much. Hey, don't think I didn't see you sneak off with that joint. Well, at least he's got a good sense of humor, right? Yes, man. Thank you so much for... Dude, dude. Seth listen. Rogen, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, are we, are we having a star study? Pretty amazing that all these people showed up. Everyone shops at the same 7-Eleven. It is crazy. I'm not, I'm not surprised at all because we're blowing up like the things that blow up. We're blowing up like balloons, G. There we go. That's a kind way of doing blowing it. Blowing up like hemorrhoids. <laughs> what? Because they're little pink, stinky balloons, Steve. Oh, damn. That really brought a tear to my eye. You know I what else I bet they would. I bet a hemorrhoid would bring a tear to your eye. So did some movies. For sure. Oh. <laughs> I'm over here thinking we're going to go on another thing, and Steve is segueing <laughs> masterfully. So, yeah, Steve, good job. Good job. Give him a round of applause. You did good. You did good on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to drop a wonderful little Steve's whiteboard thought in the middle. Round of applause. Why? Yeah, why? Well, if we're going to break this down, this is an awkward time to break it down. Do we have anyone in the audience that may want to answer this question as to why it is a round of applause? Christopher Walken has an idea. You know what? I bet he does. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Christopher Walken. Come on up, Chris. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. When Steve and Dan ask me to be here, I look at them, I tell them, there's no room for me here in this theater. I mean, look at me. I've got a big head. It's crazy how big my head is. But I kid. Heroes of Noise is a great podcast. I recommend if you're here, like most of these people, on the promise of a free Slurpee, you take a chance. I promise you, if you live a little, you're gonna get a lot from these two young men. It's crazy. As I stand here, watching all of you wonderful people dressed up in your suits and ties and wonderful dresses with pumps, I have to ask myself, am I doing this for the Slurpee or your attention? I think it's a little of both. People have asked me, Christopher, because that's my name, why are your eyes so red? You look like you're enjoying yourself a little too much tonight. I laugh. I smile to myself. I tell them, enjoy life. It's for the living. Go out and have a drink with your friends. Have two, three, have four, if you want. Who's stopping you? Make the most of every day. Carpe diem is what I always say. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. Good night. Are we done? Oh, he's done. He's done. That's so, so you don't know, Mr. Walken. We, yeah, he just wanted to say something into the mic. Christopher Walken, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him. Thank you, sir. You are a weird man. I love you, though. Love you, love.
So, people, I must admit, I am a person that is not very emotional, but this year has brought tears to my eyes more than most years have, it, from dramas to some comedies. But there are only a few that actually stick out at the top of the list for me. But before I go, I would like to hear, Dan, what are some of the movies that almost won for you? I'm assuming you cried in every single one of these movies. I cry at everything, Steve. <laughs> every single movie I've ever seen, I cry at. But I only have one honorable mention. And this was a tough one, too. And I have to tell you why I picked... Well, I'll tell you why I picked my winner in just a second. But I'm going to tell you what my honorable mention is. And you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, when we did this last year, I saw the real thing. Okay? I'd seen the real thing. And ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Am I right on that one, Steve? <laughs> that's what I hear. You know, that's what the song says anyway. It was really hard for me to give this to a movie that was based on something that I'd already seen and quite honestly had won last year. That's not to say that it isn't wonderful, but the movie that I'm talking about is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks as the wonderful Fred Rogers. Yes, that's right. You know what, real quick, just round of applause for the man of, I think maybe one of the best men that ever lived. Ladies and gentlemen, can we just all give it up real quick for Fred Rogers? Frederick Rogers. I would do a minute of silence to, you know, like he does, to think about all the wonderful people in our lives. But this is a podcast, and I think that most people would tune out. So let's just do 10 seconds of silence. That's, you know what? Let's not even do that. He's not around. He's not going to be around. I know. I know. I know that was you thought in years past. But let's just say this. This was a wonderful movie. Uh, I was really thinking that this was going to be a full-on Mr. Rogers movie. And as people that have seen it know, he does play the supporting acting role. Yes, which is crazy. Yeah, but I think we can all agree who really did the acting in that movie. That's just my opinion. I will say that there is a scene in this movie that takes place on a subway. That, that's when I first realized, uh-oh, I'm not getting out of this one without tears in my eyes. Because that happens. My wife and I turned and looked at each other, and we both had like crazy, crazy tears in our eyes. It was, I'm not even joking. It was, just, it was really, really uh, a sweet moment. And the way that they capture the spirit of Mr. Rogers in this movie definitely like it's super on point and I, I just uh it was a real tough call but I, I had to make this my honorable mention and I'll tell you why in just a second Steve what's yours my honorable mention I I think uh like I said this is one of those uh this is one of those categories where it was very close it, was not, it wasn't a runaway there there's a category a few categories here that were just run runaways I'm like oh this is cake this is one of them my tearjerker honorable mentions um are Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I it, it messed me up, and uh, Dolomite is my name. Oh, that was a good pick, man. The ending jacked me up, dude. I mean, there's a thing that hits that he does at the end at a theater that I was done. I thought it was wonderful, but they just couldn't get to uh, the level of as far as tearjerker couldn't get to the level of how I was a blubbering mess in my winner. My winner for the tearjerker of the year is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And as far as tearing up, crying, it wasn't close. It wasn't. It started at a certain scene and it never stopped. Was it that subway scene that got you too? Uh-huh. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. It was oh, seeing all the different people 
and all walks of uh, life, uh, all geez, ages, dude. It was over. It was over, and I needed that right now. In today's, I needed to see that, and um, so yeah, totally. Nice and I just thought of an uh, yeah. It, it's it's totally yeah. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. What about yours? What's your number one tear jerker of the year? This one hit close to home for several different reasons, but my pick for tear jerker of the year is going to the farewell. For those of you that have seen this movie and perhaps have lost someone important in your life, uh, this is something that just really grabbed me by the feels, man. I didn't even know I had feel. I thought, and, and much and more importantly, I thought they were near my armpit. They're not. They're actually near my armpit. really strange. And no, not those feels. Yeah. So I've got apparently I've got several feels down there. If you know what I'm saying. But I got to tell you that I was not expecting the level of acting that Aquafina of all people did in this movie. And I, you know, again, she, I think she was really wonderful in this one, uh, playing the part of a granddaughter who is watching her grandmother die, to the best of her knowledge. I don't know if anyone really knows the story of this. You know, there, this was based on a podcast, and really it's about this, uh, this grandmother who is dying of cancer, but it's customary in China to not let her know that, let the dying family member know, so everyone just sort of gathers around her and tries to celebrate her life as much as possible without her knowing that there's anything wrong. Is that the right way to go about it? Probably not, but that's how they're doing it there. And believe it or not, this story actually ends on a, well, it, doesn't, it hasn't ended yet. And, it, and I highly recommend you guys look into this, but um, all of the acting's great in this. The woman that played the grandmother in this movie was just so damn sweet. And I love that they actually had her, the real grandmother's sister be in this movie. Just as a little, you know, a nod and giving some love to the family. But... There's a scene in this movie at the very end where there's a grandma standing outside and she's waving, and that's the one that really got me the most. Uh, without getting too far into it, really, I just lost my grandma a few years ago. and It was rough, and that really reminds you at that point where it's like, wow, you've only got so many days left. You only have, you know, tomorrow is never guaranteed, and it really got me missing my grandmother. In that one. I got really emotional after I got home. It took a while. You know, I had to sink in a little bit, and then I started reading about it and whatnot, but without a doubt, the tearjerker of the year for me is the farewell. Um, even though Aquafina's not here, her black sin is. Don't hate on my award. Not for this. Come on. No, the, 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 the main thing that I want to see this movie, because the only reason I didn't see The Farewell is because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, the fact, the story of Lulu Wang is insane. Not insane, it's, it's, it's such a, I mean, from an NPR story that I listened to, that was in, I was like, wow, this is wild. To slowly her her turning down certain offers because she wanted it to be on the big screen. That's just, that took guts, man. They wanted to put it on the small screen. She's like, no, no. I think I can hold out for a major release. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You missed your mark that on that one. really, really good. I got you, folks. I got you. Go ahead. That was thank really you. good. Thank you, thank you. Sorry, um, you were saying. But uh, I think... Like, the only reason I didn't see it is because I've heard the podcast. I know the story. That's it. That's the only reason? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Seriously. I believe you. I'm serious. I am sure you are. Okay, well, why don't <laughs> why don't you think I've seen it? Um, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really want to say... I'll say it, it rhymes with Rockwafina. Rockwafina. I know that's tough. I don't want to clue anybody into it. I don't know who you... It's I don't okay. even know who you're talking about, son. Who you talking about? All right, anyway. I don't know. I mean, we could, we could take our horse to the Old Town Road and figure it out. <laughs> Touche, motherfucker. So, yeah, I, I, um, I want to see this. I, I'm, and maybe they do something different than the podcast did. But I remember sitting down and saying, I cannot believe what I'm listening to. Like, how do you do this? And it's a normal thing. A culture just does this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, I w- if, the, if the movie takes, like, a left turn, I would definitely see it. If not, I really just love the fact of hearing her narrate the story off of the podcast. But, I w- but it was a tearjerker on the pod. Yeah, man. They do a really good job of bringing that to life in this movie. That's hard. Dude, bringing a freaking podcast to a movie screen, I don't even know. But it's kind of easier if it's your story. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, I could just translate it into a... No one just took the pot and slapped it on the screen. It was her story. So she just put on... It was, I mean, just great job. And I'm pulling for her to um, win all the awards in the world. It's great to see her uh, thriving. Lulu Wang, killing it. You know, we've had some pretty bad things happen to us throughout our lives, Steve. Maybe we're doing the wrong kind of podcast. Maybe that's where the money is. We start telling about all of our woes and such. Just capitalize on them. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of bad. We might as well get some good out of it, right? I do believe that there is a, there's definitely something there where it's just like, hey, we talk about happy stuff on one podcast. When anything bad happens, we set up a whole different stream. Like, look, this is my, the vent cast. Yeah. Look for the 180 cast next year. Yes. There we go. Dan, I got something to say to you. There's been many things that have happened this year. And a lot of times we watch movies and we do not even remember these movies. But there are a chosen few that not only do we remember these movies, but we quote the movies. Yes. Would you agree with that, Dan? Of course, sir. I've been doing it since The Jerk. But very few movies, Dan, do we, are we able to quote like that. Now, The Jerk, it's not fair. We could just, we could probably do a one hour without rewatching it right now. We could do an hour of uh, We could go scene by scene. Easily. No question. However... Um, and that's all, I mean, we could just do it off, that's all I need. And I need this, I mean, you're not going to beat that. <laughs> so, um, but very few movies nowadays give you quotes when you walk away. Dan, what is your runner-up for quote of the year? Catchphrase of the year. Both of my catchphrases of the year are going to be from the same movie. Because you still hear them. There was a movie that just came out that borrowed from that, actually. Not, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of, anyway. And a lot of, yeah. people, a lot of people saw it through that. But, yeah, um, the movie that I'm talking about where these catchphrases come from is actually Avengers Endgame. Who in the audience, by show of hands right now, did not get chills, goosebumps, hair standing up on their arms when they heard the words, on your left? Exactly. That's my point, ladies and gentlemen. Falcon coming in, saving the day, big climax of the movie. It was fucking fantastic, guys. Avengers Endgame definitely had that. That, that got us all pumped up. Infinity War broke us down, right? We all walked out of that one like we'd been touched in a bad way because we just did not know what we were about to see. And then we were processing what we needed to see. This one, Endgame, we come out, we're elated, right? We're just elated. Everyone's happy. Everyone's arm in arm. 
celebrating a movie that quite honestly was the biggest movie this year. There's no surprises there. I mean, monetarily, you name it. It was all over the place. But when we heard On Your Left, there was nothing like it, man. Except, of course, for what I'm about to say that's going to be my winner for catchphrase of the year. But before I do so, Steve, honorable mention. My, uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't have an honorable mention until we were talking this very second. So I do not have an envelope for it, which it wouldn't get an envelope anyway. But um, I don't have it exactly like perfect. But during on a beautiful day in the neighborhood, there's a point where he's talking on the phone and he asked the guy and he says, what is the most important thing happening to, uh, that's happening to you right now? And when it comes back to him, Fred Rogers says, my most important thing that's happening right now is being here talking to you. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, Fred. oh, my God. And the best part is he really said stuff like that. He really. And the thing is, normally, if you would have said most important thing happening right now and you would have put pause and said, Steve, what do you think is going to I would have not come up with that. I would have been like, he's probably saying um, uh, maybe helping people. Uh, you know, being happy, but I would have never thought being on the phone with you right now. I am totally involved with our conversation. Anybody else in the world, we would call him a bullshitter. Yes, totally. Not yeah, the totally. case with Fred Rogers, man. Great choice. Great on the fly choice. Yeah, I just, I forgot about it until like, oh, wait. So that's my runner up. Dan, what is your catchphrase of the year? Catchphrase of the year. Now, I told you where it's coming from, but I'm going to go ahead and read it off now. Catchphrase of the year. That's why I really waste envelopes in this house, Steve. <laughs> I love you 3,000 from Avengers Endgame. Come on. Come on. I love you 3,000. Go to bed, or I'll sell all your toys. Night-night. You know what? I Love You 3000 is just so damn charming. There really wasn't anyone that wasn't an Avengers fan at that time that didn't, you know, that had a heart, of course, <laughs> that you didn't hear saying this at least once, or putting up some kind of a meme or, you know, or gifs or whatever about it throughout the years. People are still saying it. It's a great line. I can't think of anything more quotable well, there's one, but it's a little hard to quote, and that'll be coming up later. But I can't think of anything more quotable than I Love You 3000. So that, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's my pick. That's fantastic. My pick for catchphrase of the year is Avengers! Damn good, man. God, dude. When he caught the hammer before he said it? Come on! Every person in the damn theater was either like up and out of their seats or crying. You know what? There is one more honorable mention. Come on! And I won't even say it the way he said it. Hark, Triton, Hark. I will put that in my honorable mention. We may hear a little bit more about that as, as the <laughs> evening goes on. Good one. You know I won't deny it. I don't think any catchphrase was made with such umph behind it. His whole body, right. he had to put his arms out to get it out of his body. 
And the best part about it is what triggered him into it in the first place. Yes. Like talk about overreacting. <laughs> Listen, the only reason I picked that is because I don't believe in mythology. But if someone made that speech to me, I would say, you know what? He might be calling up a god. Yeah, it could be an incantation. <laughs> this could be real right now. Yeah. And if it is not, if nothing happens to me, well, then it doesn't exist. Because this would be the speech. So, yes, that's my honorable mention. Loved it. Uh, thank you, Dan, for making me, like, Dan and Maj, my son, for pushing me to watch that freaking film, The Lighthouse. Fantastic. Loved it. Um, it brought music to my ears, but not as much as possibly our album of the year. There's spoilers, Steve? You know who you are, sir. Uh -huh. I'm talking to you. He didn't show up today because he doesn't live in this uh, neck of the woods. But there's spoilers, not. Steve. But you, sir, mm -hmm. you are Segway, Steve. I tried. I, I do try. And um, I will say that Dan is a music connoisseur. He listened to a lot of music during the course of the year. So this is one that y'all should pay attention to because out of all the music, there is not even an honorable mention. Out of all the music he's had this year, there is not an honorable mention, meaning this album of the year ran away with it and it was not close. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even close. So Dan, I'm gonna ask you something. Number one, the album that you're about to talk about. Yes, sir. What about this album made you say this is going to be um, the album of the year, was it as, how many times you listened to it, or was it just the few times you listened to this album, it made such an imprint on you? Uh, actually, yes to all of that, man, wow. to be quite honest with you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you a quick little story. This is a band that I've been listening to since 1992. They are a bunch of weirdos. They're not the most friendly cats in the world. I'm not saying they're assholes, but they're, they, you know, they, don't, they like to keep their space. And when you go see them, if you do see them, it's going to be in the shadows, and they, they tend to base their shows off of just visuals. I'm going to see them tonight, in fact. The tickets were not free. So for me giving this, this isn't like because they gave me free tickets. You know, I'm saying this is who won because they don't do that kind of shit. Uh, they took a 13-year break since their last album, 10,000 Days. And to be quite honest with you, I didn't think that this, we were ever really going to see this album. I didn't think it was going to ever see the light of day. You hear these reports about them working on it and then scrapping it. Working on it and scrapping it. It was very much like Guns N' Roses. Except that when they finally produced this album you know, a decade and some change later, it was probably their opus. In my opinion, it is probably their best work to date, not necessarily because of the songs and how I, how I feel about the songs, but just the amount of work they put into this, the amount of talent that goes into this record. It is phenomenal from the beginning to the end. You can hear elements of their past albums in it and just done, you know, laced in there. It doesn't feel like they're trying to copy an era or something like that. It's just, this is sort of like the pinnacle of everything that they've ever done all put into this one album. The album that I'm talking about, the group that I'm talking about is Tool. The album that I'm talking about for album of the year goes to Fear Inocular. first album in 13 years it is the best thing i've heard all year is it streaming right now on itunes all that stuff yeah anywhere anywhere like and see that's the other thing about this one 
Tool is not here. There is a very common knowledge that they're just not into shit like this. And we tried to invite them, but they're on tour. Like I said, it, it's kind of weird that they're in town tonight and they can't just come a couple miles this way. But I'm going to go ahead and blame that on the sound check and everything. Else. So what are you going to do? do? It's tool. It's just it's the way it is. I, 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 who am I to think that they'd come over here? But broken toes and all, I'm going to see them tonight. Got to walk some stairs for these guys. I will happily do it. Can't, and I can't wait to get the review. Um, you get to see the, your, your, your band with the favorite album, tour that album. They're touring that album or they're touring all their hits? Uh, well, it's touring for that album, but they're going to play some of their other stuff. Too. Awesome. You're not, that's a hard thing to say, bro. Yeah, it's a very tool thing to say. Too. But guys, if you haven't checked it out, I've been trying to turn folks onto it all year. A lot of you are like, I never got into tool. Well, let me ask you this question. Why not now? Dan, my album of the year is from a rapper that uh, he's always been amazing. He was in a group called Slaughterhouse with um, Royce the Five Nine, uh, Crooked Eye, uh, uh, Joe Budden. Royce the Five Nine, Crooked Eye, Joe Budden, Joe LRT. Yeah, so uh, they were called Slaughterhouse, and they would just destroy and have lyrics and all that stuff. Um, and he put out an album this year called Monday, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Joel Ortiz. My album of the year is called Monday. You think you know me? You don't really know me. It is a hip hop lyricist lounge. Like he just, he, what he does is he shows people, oh, by the way, this is what real rappers can do. Check it out if you have a chance. It's on, I really can't, uh, you know, recommend this highly enough. Again, Joel Ortiz, Monday, my album of the year. People, check it out. Hip-hop is alive. I used to think it was dead. Wrong again, Bob. It lives. It is the zombie that will never go away. I got to hear this one, man. I have not heard it yet. I'm a little embarrassed, a little offended. You didn't offer it to me. I'm always trying to oh, turn I'm, you on stuff. You know I'm not going to make it you're about right. me. I'm just saying I'm going to have to experience this on my own now. Oh, no, you're going to love it because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving it too much. I am literally telling you it's great. I would not... Uh, I would hate for you to to uh, walk away from this thinking, oh my God, that album's overrated, like the movies we're about to talk about. Ooh, segue, Steve. Strikes again, ladies and gentlemen. Aha! <laughs> 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 Gotta keep my eye on you, segue, uh -huh. Steve. There were, you know, this is the, this one, one was, this one was a situation where I had a list of them there. Like, I could have gone on for 30 movies. Yeah, me too. I wanted to keep it short. But I just said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Because people like their movies. Yeah, they yeah. do. And here's the thing. Every single pick that I have, I'm sure someone will disagree with. But this is, again, if we haven't really mentioned it, this isn't like we're not trying to emulate the Oscars here, ladies and gentlemen, or, or any other awards for that matter. This is the noisies. This is what we like or dislike for that matter. So that being said, when we give our opinions, you know, Grain of salt. If you don't agree, not a problem. This is just a yeah. grain of salt thing. Do you see me setting up for the backlash that I'm about to get, Steve? Oh, man. And people, we are <laughs> talking about the most overrated movie of the year. So Dan is bracing himself because what he's about to say, someone. Lots of people. Oh! Probably. I'm not there yet, though. I still have to do my honorable mentions. But yes, you, to make a, <laughs> you make a good point. I'm saying no matter what you're about to say, even your honorable mentions. Yeah. Someone oh, yeah. listening to this. This is going to be an outrage. What are your honorable mentions for overrated movie of the year? I'm happy to go. <laughs> Bring it on, you motherfuckers. Woo.
the first movie, the first honorable mention that I have for <laughs> most overrated movie of the year goes to Rocket Man. Here's the deal. It was a good movie, okay? From a Broadway play kind of standpoint, you know, it's, it's a fine movie. I just think that people went crazy with this one, saying it was the best thing they have ever seen and instantly give it an Oscar. Maybe it will get one, I don't know. But for me, watching this movie and then trying to rewatch it again several months later, it just didn't do anything for me. So I don't necessarily think I'm right, but I will say that my honorable mention for the most overrated movie of the year goes to Rocket Man. Did you see it? Uh, no, because I, I had a feeling it was gonna be trash. I don't know if I can necessarily call it trash. It's just, I think people went a little bit too crazy. Much like the next one that I'm about to say. Recently, I was on Twitter. This was back in December. And I'm just seeing this hashtag for this movie, which I'm about to say, just over and over and over again. And people were like, this is the crazy, this is the best movie I've ever seen. This is the most phenomenal action I've ever seen from these two people. And just give it all the awards. It's unbelievable. This is a masterpiece. Over and over and over again. I'm like, well, shit, let me get up on this now. So I went over to Netflix and I decided to watch this movie. And I will tell you that it is a good movie. It's a really good movie. Um, it's got some actors in it that do some acting. They do a very fine job in that. Uh, maybe even some of their best work? Maybe. But I couldn't really relate to this movie and completely dive into it because it was just so unrealistic of what's going on, how things are going on yes. in the common world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is a story that happens yes. about marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure this happens somewhere. I'm sure this, something to this, this level is happening somewhere in the world just because I don't have all the money. But the movie I'm talking about is Marriage Story. Somebody hold me too close. Somebody hurt me too deep. Somebody sit in my chair and ruin my seat and make me aware. I will say that uh, this is a movie that's it's very watchable. I would recommend watching the movie. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie. I agree. In my opinion. It's, it's just a movie. It, just, it was fine. You know what I mean? There, I didn't think that there was anything in there that made this one stand out amongst other movies that are coming out. I just think that two actors that are fairly popular particularly in the Disney world, got a decent script that didn't have them slicing someone up with a lightsaber or kicking someone's ass or dying. <laughs> I don't want to do spoilers, but you know what I'm getting at. Yes. If you haven't seen this movie, it's crazy anyway. But Marriage Story, yes, that's my pick. Don't hate me. I just think it's a good movie. It's just not a great movie. I think people went a little too crazy. Oh, dude. And here's my thing. For me, Marriage Story is to relationships and divorce as the Avengers are to crime fighting in real life. It's so overblown that no one really does it like that. That movie was not that freaking good. Just calm, freaking. Yeah. Maybe we should have called it the Calm Down Award. Just, yeah, seriously, guys, it's just easy. I think what happens is someone lights a fire and everybody runs with it. Like, someone is like, wait, did I just see the best movie ever? Then someone takes that tweet and is like, right? It is, isn't it? Then yeah. someone else takes it. And it's like, it just goes into another big enough person being like, y'all yeah. are at a 10, and yeah. you'd be at like a four. The people are still mad. Look at the dirty looks I'm getting right now. 
Yeah, I don't think they're supposed to be throwing bottles at you, though. You're not a great catcher. I hear you are. Oh! I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, well, actually, I don't have any honorable mentions because if I did have honorable mentions, which I, in the back of my brain I do, they all pale in comparison to the behemoth that was laid upon my eyes the other day. I really think that this whole area that we are right now is just, we're just pissing people off left and right. But oh, Steve, I don't, I would love to have that conversation with someone who loves this movie. They're out there. Oh, they are. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you my overrated movie of, we're going to go with the year right now. It may later be of the decade, but Aquaman still holds an amazing mm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I very rarely do I walk out of theater being like, what movie did we just see? By the way, Jason Momoa is still here, Steve. I'm and he's not nominated. No, he's not. Sit down, Jason. Yeah. Don't be offended. People have opinions. Lisa, you don't have to leave, but Jason. Um, so... I, uh, the most overrated movie of the year for me, by far not even close, it doesn't even, it has lapped everyone, is Midsummer. Mm. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. This is not a good movie. <laughs> it's not. If you're sitting there being like, Wow, but look at the, um, I heard someone say uh, interesting, and they were just like, yeah, that's true. And they said it like it was fine. They said, uh, what happened is Ari Oster pays more attention to the cinematography than he does the plot. I said, that's the definition of a bad movie. <laughs> then that means, why don't you just make a documentary on Hawaii or something? <laughs> you should be directing Earth. <laughs> Do that. Because then you could just make, just videotape waves and, 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 and sea creatures and such. But when we get into the movie, we want to see a plot of some sort. Do that. But when you sit there, and A, there's a person that would not be there in real life. So that's how I know you don't listen, you don't do the plot. <laughs> there is a human being that would not have gone along with this in this plot, let alone not make it to a certain point. Here's the thing. It would have been a, hey, we're all doing this thing. We're going to go out to this weird cult in the middle of nowhere and check out this weird ceremony. And they would have just flashed and seen a black person in the corner reading, having nothing to do with the conversation. Why? Because he doesn't have to. Because guess what he's not doing? That. That's what he's not going to do. Because he's like, oh, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. And then I'm, here's what I'm also not going to do. Wake up in the middle of the night and do some shenanigans. In the dark. In the dark. And guess what I'm not going to do? Live in a freaking what looks to be an overblown slave quarters. I'm not sleeping there. I've seen that movie too. Midsummer, the most overrated movie this year. Yeah, man. You know what? Honestly, I could totally see that. I liked the movie, but I did not love the movie. After yeah. There are times where I watch a movie, Steve, and I think we all do this from time to time, where you really feel like you're in it, and you get it, and then you watch it maybe a second time, maybe even a third time, and you start to go, okay, maybe I was a little bit overblown with this. So I do agree with you. I don't think it is a bad movie. Um, I don't hate the movie, but I get where you're coming from. 
Yes. My and, and uh, so that yeah, it, it's just listen. I would love to have someone one day on the podcast defend Midsummer to me. I will make that happen. I know exactly the person. Do you? I don't want to call her name out and put her on the spot. Oh, there's only two people I'm thinking of. But it rhymes with Harissa Cloder. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So we can do that. Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe this will make her not like it. Hey, Machine Gun Kelly wasn't in this movie. Oof. That was not in the script. But come on, Melissa, I'm joking. That's not in the script, Melissa. <laughs> You're breaking script, sir. <laughs> You know what that would be if we did that? What's that? A pop culture phenomenon. He keeps doing it, guys. <laughs> you guys are the, you are all waiting for it, and I still get surprised every single time. Yes, Steve. Nice segue. <laughs> you really are earning the name Segway, Steve. Do you? Re- okay, every year there's a pop culture phenomenon that sweeps the nation. I don't remember what 2018 was. But that's the thing, right? They happen they so go. fast and so much, then they just disappear. I know what the pop culture sensation was of uh, 2018. What was it, dude? It was the Thanos snap. In the disintegration of everyone and everything, you saw that oh, in memes. Right. And yeah, that's the one. You're right. I just wanted to fill in the gap. You're right. You know what? Hold on, though. I know. I was, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I was trying I'm to tee you up. I teed you I up, know. man. I won't do it. See, Dan has his ear to the street, um, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I was very curious as to what he would think this year's Pop culture phenomenon of the year is what are your honorable mentions first? Because I have a feeling the listeners, if they know you, they know what you're going to pick for um, uh, pop culture phenomenon of the year. Yeah, mine are straight across the board. Same IP, same company. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. So my first one was a guy. I think it was a guy. Pretty sure it was a guy of some sort. Maybe it was something else. I don't know. A creature. Let's just say that. That showed up in... Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Everyone's talking about this kid. I have to say, it's been a little quiet, so I don't know if it's going to actually make it all the way through. That's why he is my pick, like my my first pick, I should say. And that is Babu Frick from The Rise of Skywalker. The second was Disney Plus. Like everyone and their mom got Disney Plus this year, and. A lot of people got Disney Plus for The Mandalorian, right? See where I'm going here? It's all kind of connecting. I do know that a lot of people, this was their favorite series of the year. Mandalorian just killed it. We got to see a side of The Mandalorians that we never saw before. But before I give the award for the best pop culture phenomenon, I want to hear what you, do you have an honorable mention? Do you just have one? I do have an honorable mention. Go for it. My honorable mention is, that's it, that's the tweet. I'm going to go ahead and give my winner for the year. Pop culture phenomenon is no one, absolutely no one, and then you tweet whatever. I'm done with it. What? Okay, I'm just going to call myself out. What does this mean? Okay, so someone will be like, uh, they'll tweet, they'll say, no one, dot, dot, dot. Then underneath will be like, absolutely no one, dot, dot, dot. Then underneath will be like, absolutely, positively, no one at all. And then they'll put like a me. And they'll be like, me doing this. Meaning nothing provoked it. But this is what a person's doing. And it's everywhere. And people think they're being so edgy, fun, original. Now, when it first started, there were some, I mean, it was freaking hilarious. 
You know, <laughs> you know what? You know what was a great freaking uh, honorable mention? What's that? That that gif of homegirl looking at homeboy's phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you say that. I was trying to figure out a way to throw that in, and I didn't really know if if, people, if I could explain it properly. And if you don't get this one, God, I hope you oh. do soon. Oh my God! That, that was, was such so a good one. <laughs> Every single thing people did to it had me dying, bro. You know what? Hold up. Everything, <laughs> man. Does that beat it? Cause that dude, how big was that for a second? It was big. Mine, I think, is bigger. You, yours, okay. What I will say before people, before he says his winner, I, I am challenging him because I just named off two of some of the biggest things on the internet, not including my leaked news. And I'm very interested if he could top that. Dan, what is your winner? Incidentally, you need two pictures to see the leak nudes if you know what I'm saying. You know? Here's mine, and I think it's big, honestly. Like, yours is big, right? But it's... Can <laughs> we clip this out? God damn it. We should just clip that out, dude. My Let's talk Lord. about your dick, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> why why do i do this Me, like it almost like how can i make this the most that's what she said possible am i doing Yours this on is purpose huge. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> they all seem to think that i am i swear i'm not i'm not i mean even even gail's just like yeah yeah he does it all day let me just get this one erect and shoot some sperm out of it real quick okay? <laughs> I'm telling you on anything that is important to me, I swear I don't mean to do this, but you, I'm totally guilty of it. I'll give you that. Oh, dude, I, I can promise you that there have been people that you've worked with, like patients, and they giggle in the machine. <laughs> All right, can I fit you in that hole? Are you fitting in there? Is it tight enough? And they're just like, oh, this is going to be the best situation ever. It just keeps getting worse and worse. What's wrong? Did you oh. squirt? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There's ladies in the audience. I apologize, ladies. Sure, none of you do that. I am very sorry. Holy moly, you got no shame. <laughs> sorry, sir. Tell you what, we do have some extra cash. We'll go ahead and pay for your suit. Try clean. There we go. Now, ma'am, if, if you could please just, just go ahead and close your legs. Miss Stone. <laughs> Stone the squirter, who knew? All right. Were we done with that? Did you get yours out? I'm, that's yes. no, that's not. That's not okay. one. Okay. It's close, but it's not. Okay. Did you pull one out of the vagina? <laughs> Dude, I, here's the thing. I think I'm very eager to hear what it is because everyone is probably going to agree with your point because you do have your ears at the street. What I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is a little creature that has captured all of our hearts. We don't even know his name. A lot of people refer to it as the child. Ladies and gentlemen, the best pop culture phenomenon of the year coming from me, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda could not be here because he's, you know, he's a puppet, ladies and gentlemen. And I didn't, I couldn't afford to have the Muppeteers come out and do this kind of thing. So 
Disney Plus is your channel to go to. Check it out. It's streaming now. It's wonderful. Now, what is it about Baby Yoda you think actually took the nation by storm? I've seen more Baby Yoda memes than I care to see at this point. I think it's a little bit played out. 2020, we need to, do, we need to find something else. I thought Babu Frick was actually going to be the one to dethrone Baby Yoda, but not the case, Steve. So, yeah, that's my pick. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've had catchphrases, but we haven't had cold quotes. Um, here's my problem, dude. It's so close with catchphrases and quotes that when you sent it to me, I was like, I wonder what the difference is. And then immediately my brain went into, oh, this is the difference. I'm like, oh my God, there's a huge difference between cold quotes and cold catchphrases. Avengers Assemble is a catchphrase. Yes. That is a catchphrase. Quotes are, could be thrown in in a movie where everyone's like, damn, right. like it could be anything. Yeah, where it's just coldest like, quote has to create like that sensation of ooh, it has to bring that on exactly now neither one of us have honorable mentions for coldest quote no you know what i'm saying but dan would you mind giving your coldest quote of 2019 to the people i would love to because there is no doubt in my mind that there is a colder quote of course and what's really good about this one is it's done almost in an entirely it seems like it's a different language it's not but it's a uh, it's done with old sea talk, I guess you could say. I want to give my award really quickly, though, to Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Danny! Let Neptune strike ye dead, Winslow! Hark! Hark! Triton! Hark! Bellow! Bid our father, the Sea King, Rise from the depths full, foul in his fury. Black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with punch and slime. To choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with bilge and brine and can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle shells with slithering tentacle tail and steaming beard take up his fell befinned arm his coral tine trident screeches banshee like in the tempest and plunges right through your gullet bursting ye a bulging bladder no more but a blasted bloody film now a nothing for the RPs and the souls of dead sailors to pick and claw and feed upon only to be lapped up and swallowed by the infinite waters of the dread emperor himself. Forgotten to any man, to any time, forgotten to any god or devil, Forgotten even to the sea, for any stuff or part of Winslow, even any scantling of your soul, is Winslow no more, but is now itself the sea. But I love that quote. It's cold. It is some cold-blooded shit to say. 
Like there should have been some people that are going, oh, damn, every time he said something. But, you know, it was just them on the island. Some people just can't understand what the president was saying. Exactly, yeah. So my coldest quote of the year was a game changer for the last 15 years of media. Um, everything hinged on this exact moment, and it was just an amazing moment in cinema history, and that is Tony Stark and I am Iron Man. I am inevitable. I'm imagining some people may have not seen Avengers yet in game, but there's a part where something happens and it's just silence and the, the, the camera pans to something that's on Tony's arm. And you're like, oh my God! <laughs> and it's just a fantastic moment that changes the course of everything. Definitely a fist pump moment. I, I mean, just fantastic, fantastic, awesome, amazing. And, the good thing is that he was doing it in response to the best villain we had seen for a while, but had been taken over this year by new villains. Dan, who are your honorable mentions for best villain of 2019? I'm going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. I think a lot of people have given this person a ton of attention, uh, more so for the acting side of things. But I'm going to go ahead and include him in here because it was a movie that got to me and... Um, some people, the, sh the sheen wore off a little bit. This one it hasn't worn off for me yet. I think it is one of the best characters this year. And the, uh, my first pick for most honorable mention goes to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. You know, that's the thing with Joaquin Phoenix is that he really does dive into the character. I heard that um, I was watching the uh, director's commentary and you gotta appreciate what he did for this role. I understand it's best villain, not best actor but the man ate an apple a day for like four or five weeks to get down to the weight that he needed to get to for this movie. That's, it's crazy. It's insane. And, but, you know, I do appreciate that. I do think that the portrayal of the Joker, be it the canon Joker, maybe it's not. We're not entirely sure where exactly this is, but uh, yeah, one of my favorite characters. So definitely the best villain as far as an honorable mention goes. Now, this is where it got tough. And I don't even know if I'm doing these in the right order, to be honest with you, because like when I'm about to say this, I'm going, okay, did I, did I do this too soon? Tell you what, I'm going to leave this guy for, for the third, okay, the third honorable mention. I'm going to skip him and I'm going to go to one really quickly. Some of you saw this movie. A lot of you did not like this movie. I didn't get it. I do understand that they could have done more with it. And I'm hoping that they really branch off of the sequel. But kind of like a sleeper villain this year, didn't get a lot of credit, is Brandon Byer, the kid in Brightburn. I didn't see that movie. You know what? The, the character itself is better than the movie, but yeah, man, uh, he's pretty damn evil. There's nothing more scary than an evil little kid. Oh, dude. You know, and he definitely fits that category. Vicious, superhero powers, uh, murderous, lots of gore, great villain. Now, Steve, I can go ahead and say this if you don't mind. I know that we tied. Before we do the winner for best villain, do you have any honorable mentions? 
I do not have any honorable mentions. I there were plenty of villains, amazing ones, but none of them scared me like the winner. The winner, ladies and gentlemen, for best villain of the year, the noisy goes to. I already know the answer, but I still have an envelope. Great. I like production value, Steve. The winner for best villain of 2019 goes to Red and the Tethers from the movie Us. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Red is in the audience. Let's bring her up. She looks very scary. Dude, she's doing the walk. Ooh, look how she does those 90 degree turns. Take your time, Lupita. Oh, she literally stopped in the middle of the floor and shook her head at me as in I'm not Lupita. Back up, Steve. Here's coming. Hi. I'll stay here. Thanks. Uh, the mic is yours. Hello. I am a goat. As a little girl, I wanted to be in the movies. Now the time has come, and I think that we accept this award for the villain of the year. I still don't know where I'm supposed to be, but I can tell you. The last of me, thanks to the heroes of noise for recognizing true talent and evil. And because of that, you will be spared when we execute our final operation. Thank you. Oh, that was fucking eerie. That's freaking, uh, is John Wick still here? No, nah, I think even he bounced. Is anyone still here? You're all safe, apparently, guys. It's okay. I thought that Art the Clown did a scary thing last year just by clapping. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say scariest acceptance speech is going to go to Red. I'm just glad that she kept the scissors in her pocket. Yes. Wow. Uh, you know what? Much love to Lupita Nyong'o, too, for that performance. But wow, 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 that was freaky. I think we should just move along. Ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to most woke of 2019. There's a lot of criteria, man. Uh, you know, I wrote down the criteria for this, this, this here. You know what I'm saying? Actually, no lie, Dan did it. Um, the most woke movie or event of the year was uh, HBO's Watchmen. We already know Regina King, Queen, killed it. Any honorables? I had one last black man in San Francisco. You already know why. People, peep out Watchmen if you haven't watched it. And you're going to be ruined if you didn't watch it because people are jacking it up on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Most Woke. We're going to uh, move on to, oh, Dan, best ending. Not including the, the noises. We technically will have the best ending for 2019 of yeah. all of our shows because we kill it. The best but, sticking of the landing, if you will. Yes. Yes. So, Dan, what are your honorable mentions for best ending of 2019? I got two. Go for Real it. Real quickly. Uh, the first one is going to be Joker. Basically, what made it for me was the standing on the cop car and the smearing of the blood. It was like, I have arrived. And it made me want more, and then it just stopped. So that was it. And then, of course, and God forbid she walks back up on this stage again, I'm going to go ahead and give the other one to us. 
Pardon my language, folks, but it's me. One of the bigger what-the-fuck moments of 2019. Oh, dude. What did I just watch? It was wonderful, but what is going on? And guess what? Like I said earlier, I'm still confused. I would call Red back on stage, and maybe she could give a, you know, some type of a... I think we should just listen to her that she's going to be seen again at some point and leave it at oh, that. Oh, for sure. Because the hair is just going back down on my arm right now. Very scary. But I'll go ahead and tell you, the movie that got me the best ending was a movie that I don't really hear a lot of people talking about. My criteria for a movie or something that impresses me is, do I keep coming back to that scene, character, movie, what have you? This is one of those movies. I've seen it about six times now. This actress, Samara Weaving, is just a... Uh, She's just something else, and I cannot wait to see what she does. But the movie that she's in with said best ending is Ready or Not. Run, run, run. Time to run and hide. Run, run, run. And now I'm going to find. You scurry off into the darkness. Hurry, I'm behind you. Don't you speak. Hide and seek. What a great ending. Folks, I can't get into what happens at the end of this movie because it just isn't fair to you, but be ready. And just know that you're probably not going to expect what happens, and I'm going to leave it at that. Congratulations to Ready or Not for the best ending. I am going to have to give it, now, in my honor mentions, Ready or Not made it. No doubt. Oh, nice. Awesome. Totally. Uh, my, my ending of the year was obviously Avengers Endgame. Nothing more to say. You already know what I think about that movie. Fantastic. Loved it from beginning to end, and the ending was incredible. The music, the slow dancing. Yeah, good stuff, man. Oh, so Great pick. Um, now we're going to go to Best Actor, and the good thing is Dan and I both agree on this one. Let's give our honorable mentions first, Steve. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, my honorable mention was Shia LaBeouf for um, Peanut Butter Falcon, which he did a fantastic job. And... Jesse Eisenberg for The Art of Self-Defense. Those are my honorable moments. Now, this is kind of uncomfortable because our best actor is gone, but one of our honorable mentions is here. Oh, boy. So this is a little bit awkward. I think that we should maybe bring him up for a quick thing, if that's okay with you. This is a little bit, only because he's the only person to sort of fall into this category. But let me go ahead and just say that my honorable mentions are also Shia LaBeouf, who did a fantastic job. I have not seen Honey Boy this year. I hear that's amazing. But... I was sort of under the impression that he had just gone crazy and really wasn't doing what he used to do. And he pretty much proved everyone wrong with the Peanut Butter Falcon. So if you haven't seen this movie, check it out. It's very heartwarming. Could have actually been a potential tearjerker of the year. It just didn't get it at all. But no offense to Shia. Fantastic job. Of course, Joaquin Phoenix, you got to give him his props. for Like I already explained why, but for Joker, fantastic. Now, this is where it gets a little bit uncomfortable. But I know he's a good sport. Got to talk to him right before the show and explained, you know, hey, you're here. Sorry, this is what's happening. So he is aware of this. But uh, my third and final honorable mention goes to Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems. Adam, come on up. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I, wasn't I wasn't expecting to be here tonight, so uh, I just uh, thought I'd stop in real quick as this is the only award show that's ever paid me in Slurpees. <laughs> Now, Steve and Dan are good guys, 
and I wish them well. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you very much for your attention to this movie that I'm in, uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, it's it's been a it's one of the highlight of my careers, and it's been uh, fantastic working with with such a wonderful cast. And uh, so that's it for me. Uh, everybody, be good. Uh, go home, pet your dogs. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Adam. Thank you so much for being here, man. I'm sorry, I know, this is how the cookie crumbles. You should have got this. This man got robbed, ladies and gentlemen. Why is he not nominated in the Oscars? That's some bullshit, right, Adam? Steve, yes, we came to a tie on this one, and I'm so glad that you agree with me on this because, I'm, again, I can't say enough about this movie. But uh, since I did the honorable mentions, why don't you go ahead and give the winner? Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Best Actor of 2019 is... Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Well-deserved, brother. Well-deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not seeing this movie, you are doing yourself a disservice. You want to see a workshop in acting? That's the man right there. You want to see Masterclass? That's your man right there. Willem Dafoe, ladies and gentlemen. Now this leads us to Best Actress of the Year. Dan, what were your honorable mentions? I didn't think I was going to actually get to see this movie in time, but I did get to see it. And I will say that she does a phenomenal job to the point where she looks doppelganger-like. Like, they did such a great job with the, with the makeup and the way she does her voice. And, you know, I know it's not a favorite person of yours, not a favorite person of mine, but she plays amazing Megan Kelly in Bombshell. I just got to watch that. So I'm going to go ahead and give the first one to Charlize Theron for the portrayal of Megan Kelly in Bombshell. Fantastic. I just mentioned this other one just a little bit ago, but one of my favorite, I guess we can call it like a heroine, and I'm going to go ahead and give that one to Samara Weaving. Beautiful, funny, uh, can clearly do action, can clearly do horror, and I have a feeling that we have not seen her best work yet. So congratulations to the both of them. Now, again, Steve, we've tied. Of course. So why don't you announce it, brother? I will certainly do so. Guys, she's left the building. And it's a good thing, I promised you, but the Best Actress Award is going to, Steve and I have both tied on this one, to Lupita Nyong'o as Red in Us. Fantastic job. Loved it. Couldn't ask for anything better. Dude. I wish she was still here because I love to hear her talk even in that terrible voice. Really scary. Us was, I mean, you already know what I think of Us. It was just a groundbreaking film, a groundbreaking performance by Lupita Nyong'o. I just can't wait to see what she does. Um, I, I really hope she's in another Jordan Peele movie. Steve, it's weird we're stopping this in the middle of it, man, but I think this is a good thing. We put some time into this, right? Wouldn't you say? Yes. So. Yes, dude. As we explained at the top of the show, we are going to break this one into two parts. We have a lot more to come. It was a big year in movies, and we decided that we were going to give you not one episode of The Noises, but two. We're breaking it into two parts. I don't know if we're going to do this next year. Maybe we're setting a precedence for us that I'd, you know, we're not ready to deal with next year. But for the time being, part one is over, Steve. Part one, ladies and gentlemen. You know we love you. We're going to be back, and hopefully 
Red kind of keeps her distance. The next voice you hear is going to be the man himself, Dan. Peace. Thank you all for coming. We appreciate it. I realize you didn't understand it was going to be a two-part night, but that's okay. That's all right. Because really what's going on is we just stop it. And just like in the TV show, we just keep on going. So don't worry. You don't have to leave. This is just the end of part one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to part one of The Noisies. This is the second annual Noisies. And I got to tell you, man, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think our picks are pretty on point, Steve. We will come back next week. We will conclude this and, and you'll see what our thoughts were for the year of 2019. Huge year, Steve. That's it for us for now, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed what you've heard so far. Get ready for part two next week. That is Steve Hudson. My name is Dan Ramirez. We are the Heroes of Noise. We'll see you next week. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 